This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. The 1911 is one of the most iconic firearms in history. Designed by John Browning, the 1911 was the standard-issue sidearm of the U.S. military from 1911 to 1985. While Colt produced the original, almost every major firearm company has produced its own version. It's wildly revered for its reliability, crisp trigger, and is still a favorite for all types of shooters. Whether you're looking to buy or build a 1911 and just about everything for guns, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Bass Kayak and Beers is sponsored in part by Douglas Rod. Go to DouglasOutdoors.com to check out their full lineup and locate your nearest authorized dealer. Welcome once again, boys and girls, to the Bass Kayak and Beers segment on the Paddle and Fin Network. We have a great show as always. This time we got Freddy Garza. He runs the Bass Nation Kayak Series in Georgia, the local trail in Georgia. And we're going to be talking about his role as a tournament director, as well as some of the great stuff he's doing for the youth tournament, uh, both in um, high school and college for this year and for the future. It is a great episode that I'm really looking forward to um, to share with you guys. So without further ado, I'm going to bring Freddie in to talk about Bass Nation and his role in the youth tournament. So Freddie, once again, thank you for <laughs> joining us. We're laughing because we started recording 40 minutes into the recording. I realized I didn't hit the record button. So I'm, I've wasted about 30 or 40 minutes of Freddie's time, full disclosure, that he's not getting back. And he's still keeping a smile. So, Freddie, thank you again. And again, oh, I'm sorry. That's no problem. <laughs> Appreciate you having me on. Oh, man. It was uh, – it's – Yeah. I guess. Let's see, Freddie. So let's talk about you, Freddie. First of all, how do you get into fishing, kayak fishing? And how did you become a tournament for one of the biggest uh, names out there when it comes to bass fishing? Um, yeah. So I uh, I started kayak fishing in uh, 2009. Um, I'm originally from the Austin area, Austin, Texas area. Um, fished a... Um, uh, honestly, I, I, you know, I, I'd not fished for a lot of years uh, until about 2009. And you know, um, I'm in the construction industry. So 2000, after 2008 was kind of a, a gray area for me and just trying to figure out what I wanted to do career wise. Um, so I picked up fishing again. And, um, honestly, I did a lot of bank fishing. I uh, didn't have a boat, didn't have a kayak, did a lot of bank fishing. And I was there at a small reservoir in North Austin, uh, called Brushy Creek. Uh, it had just been compounded. So it, it was still fairly new, uh, 
new water. So it was pretty exciting to, to get some bank fishing in and sparked a, a new, uh, new love for fishing. And I was sitting there one day and I saw this guy in a kayak and I'm like, man, that's, that's the way to go. So, you know, I had went over to Academy, got me my first kayak. And a few months later, um, real, I saw a guy there at Brushy Creek, as a matter of fact, with a Diablo, it was actually an, an adios. And, uh, I'm like, man, I really like that rig. Uh, did a little diving into it and, um, noticed that they were just, they had just launched a, a rotor mold, um, kayak called the Amigo. Uh, ended up getting one of those actually off of Craigslist. Um, and this is something I didn't say earlier, so it might be of interest in this interview. Yeah, but there we go. <laughs> my, uh, my initial intent for, for kayak fishing, I'm, I'm a veteran myself, and I had just gotten back from, uh, you know, basic training actually at the, at the time. Uh, believe it or not, I went through basic training at uh, 37 years old. So <laughs> I was, uh, I had just gotten back and, uh, you know, I wanted something to do and I wanted to give back to my, my brothers and sisters. So I wanted to do something for veterans. And uh, I reached out to Diablo Powder Sport. Lo and behold, what I didn't realize was that I knew the owner of the company. Uh, I'd actually grown, grown up with him. I was raised with him. We went to church together. Our families knew our families. And uh, as soon as he knew what I wanted to do, next thing I knew, I had a fleet of, of Amigos and and audios and chups and you know rust's history when it comes to that's what kind of got me really hooked on it and i did that for a lot of years um cats was going on there in texas and i fished a few of their events um it worked just didn't allow for me to really be available for the live tournament so i turned to uh online fishing and i did a lot of online tournaments um you know throughout fishing waters all throughout texas um just fishing them online um 2015 i Got back in the construction industry after um, getting back from deployment and um, found myself in Georgia. I uh, uh, definitely wanted to keep my you know, love for kayak fishing alive, so started looking around. And I think at that time, uh, Georgia had really just started to really come on. You know, they, They'd been around for a few years, but as far as organization, uh, it wasn't quite where you see it today. Um, you know, there were some smaller clubs, so I found them on Facebook. Never really made it out to any of their tournaments, uh, mainly because I realized that there was a gap in anything in my area. I was living in Athens at the time and uh, wanted to, to do something for the community. And, you know, I, I created, uh, I think it was 2018, I uh, started uh, Classic City Kayak Anglers out of Athens. And uh, we started a small trail. The only problem was that year, uh, about eight other clubs had really come on board, so Georgia experienced this huge growth. I mean, if you go back to those Facebook pages back then, everybody was saying, "What, what's going on?" Everybody, you know, everybody in their, and their cat has a new trail this year. But anyway, long story short, um, that fizzled down. We've got about <laughs> two, <cat. laughs> two, two main trails now, which are very successful trails. And you know, a lot of the guys that that fish those are, are some really, really great. You know, some of our best anglers here in, in the state of Georgia. Um, but in that time, I. Uh, when I let go of, of the trail for Classic City, you know, I saw an opportunity. I noticed that uh, the the big entities were starting to take interest in what we were doing. Um, we as a community, not just Georgia. Um, and that being uh, Bass. So I reached out to Bass and I formed uh, one of the first here in, in Georgia, the Bass Nation Club, uh, which then in turn turned into uh, an opportunity to become the director for the state. So we held our uh, first championship last year. 
uh, was the only tournament that we had, and we qualified five for the uh, national championship that they held there in Texas this year. Uh, we only were able to send three um, with the change of date. Um, we lost yeah. two, weren't, uh, uh, they weren't available to go in June. Uh, so we ended up sending three there. And, you know, that's one of the nice things about, uh, you know, some of the states and how they've got things set up, you know, with, with the dues and everything. I know a lot of people have their opinions of, of what they believe they should pay for, you know, to be a part of something. But, you know, with, with us, we went our first year and we did have a, a state due. And obviously you've got your national due when it comes to Bass Nation. Um, so you're into it for about $75 a year, full blown. But what that gave our anglers was an opportunity because we were able to pay their, I believe it was, it was $400 each. We paid their entry fees to Texas. We gave them some gas money and we gave them some lodging money to go there. And that's where those fees go. Um, and I, th yeah. I think that can be, you know, misconceived sometimes as, as far as, you know, where it goes. But, you know, for the state of Georgia, I can I can honestly say with, with you know, affirmation and full and full disclosure that all that money goes back to the anglers in some form or fashion. And, um, you know, the, the state director here for Georgia, uh, you know, was open armed. He, he realized that, you know, what he was, he was, a, he's a bass boat guy. Um, but he realized that, you know, we, we kind of knew and were organized in what we were doing and he allowed us that, you know, that free, free reign, you know, we, we kind of, put together what we needed to put together in our first year and he just fully supported it. And it's, it was amazing, you know, watching uh, social media, I noticed where uh, I was listening to, to some of, of the horror stories coming out of other States that they were having difficulty in, in getting organized and, and getting something going where, you know, I felt blessed here in, in Georgia knowing that, you know, we had full support of our, of our boat brothers. And uh, you know, we, we made the best of it last year. We had just shy of 50 in our first, uh, first championship tournament um you know jason alford who's a huge uh, huge hammer here in, in georgia he's won uh state championships and uh the first ever georgia bass nation championship so uh, hats off to him you know he, he's a very good angler he went to to texas and did his very best and you know should definitely be proud of, of what he did out there and um anyway that's kind of a nutshell of where where we are as far as bass nation well, and that's great insight, you know, especially with we're talking about the the cost and the dues. I know there was, um, you know, a lot of anglers. I've talked to a lot of anglers when the, you know, when the prize money came out, the payouts was going to be for the national. And then I couldn't find a single one that was OK with it. But, you know, it is what it is. Um, it is. I know that. um uh you know, Bass Nation, when it comes to kayak fishing, the National Kayak Series, not not talking about your local trail, obviously. Georgia, from what you, from what you're telling, it sounds like you're doing it great. You have the flexibility um, that I think um, on the national level they don't have yet. And there are shortcomings. You can see them, uh, you know, schedules coming out a little bit late, uh, um, you know, sign-up time, cut-off times, which actually just changed. Dwayne Bali just announced some right. changes on that, which I think that's going to help out. Huge shout-out to what you do, like what Dwayne Wally is doing, because I know it's very – you get the lion's share of the blame when things don't go. You know, nobody – you know, when you're famous tournament director, it's usually not good because that means a lot. You know, when everything goes smooth, you never hear about the tournament director. Right. You hear about the anglers winning and putting such a great show, as it should be. 
But then right. when things go bad, usually the everybody remembers the tournament director. So I know it's a hard job that you guys have. Um, and, uh, you know, some people will, you know, will say, you know, well, Bass is just getting started. Other people will say, well, it's the biggest name in Bass sports, so we should hold it to a higher standard, which it makes sense. You know, the important thing is that the sport is growing. And right. uh, people like yourself that are doing such a great job of, you know, being that transparent about where the money goes and helping out the anglers, which at the end of the day are the ones that are, you know, have a lot of costs involved, but they're the ones also who are putting up the show. You know, they're the ones right. who are growing the sport. You know, right. when you saw like what Mark Pendergraf did in the national um, championship and also Joe McElroy, um, Joe Michael, I think I know his last name is Michael Roy, but um, you know th that's a that was a great show. That's one of probably the most exciting um, tournaments out there. Not because it was the national championship for for Bass Nation, but because of the show they put in there. You know, right? It it was amazing job. So you know, yep. thank you for you know being transparent about some of the stuff that goes. Um, you know, as far as the dues and the the payouts and stuff like that, because there's a lot of things we don't see. We only we always see the headlines, right? And we make right. form opinions whether right or wrong about the headlines, but we also don't see <laughs> what goes behind the scenes. So having that peek behind the curtain is something that I really appreciate. Yeah, I mean, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with Dwayne and other you know national tournament directors, and you know it's it's been a challenge to, uh, to make the transition yeah. and, you know, kind of create or start the, the marriage with, with the big entities. And I think what we all have to realize is that, you know, it, it takes time. Yeah. You know, you're, yeah. you're not going to know what's wrong until you realize it's wrong. Uh, it's, you know, rather than look at, uh, you know, something that went wrong, let's look at how, how that entity reacted and, and fixed it. And today was a great, uh, you know, it's a great example because um, I did I did notice uh, Dwayne put up the uh, the video regarding that, and you know that's that's right there is a good example of Bass listening to its customers. Um, but we also have to realize, you know, as a community that Bass has been around a long time. Um, you know, FLW, I mean, excuse me, uh, MLF. <laughs> I, I get my hands light when I keep saying that, but MLF um, has been around for a while as well. And those those entities wouldn't be as successful as they are if they hadn't gotten a process and a procedure in place that made them mm. successful. So I think, you know, as kayak anglers, we need to really kind of evaluate where we are, because um, if you look at the grand scheme of things, I was at the um, the first Bass Nation tournament um, that they had there. Um, gosh, I'm drawing a blank for where we were. Logan Martin. Um, so I was at Logan Martin. I was there as a, as a spectator, you know, supporting some of our members here from Georgia. Um, but the thing, the most profound thing that I took away from that Bassmaster, that first Bassmaster Classic that we were involved in, we, the kayak angler, we were involved in, was that, you know, as I sat in that audience, nobody knew anything about kayak angling. Um, I, I mean, mm -hmm. honestly, I, I was sitting amongst a, a group of people that were waiting for the big show. And, you know, there they were, our, you know, there our guys were as kayak anglers, you know, walking across the stage, which I was excited for them. Um, yeah. You know, it was a great experience to watch, you know, one of the first ever uh, opportunities for our guys to walk across the stage. Um, but I'll be honest with you, it, it was kind of lackluster. And I, I think yeah. I don't blame Bass for that one bit. Um, you know, here it is. They're giving us an opportunity. 
Um, it, it just, it, it is what it, it was, what it was, you know, it wasn't good or bad, but my takeaway from it, rather than it being a negative one was still positive. You know, it was an opportunity that, that, that sparked where we'll end up, you know, and we're still not there yet, but to listen to, you know, the audience kind of talk about who are these guys? Why, why are they here? You know, it really, you know, it sent home a message to me that, here it is. We as a community, we get so tight knit in what we do that we we think we're bigger than what we are, and you know we're we're far we're a far cry in my opinion. And you know I may get a lot of <laughs> negative negative <laughs> feedback for what I'm about to say, but you know in my opinion we're a far cry from where we're gonna be. And you know I yep. think um, we have to realize that in anything that grows, it, it does become a business. And you know for those of us who don't necessarily agree with uh, you know not having a hundred percent payout in a, in a tournament or, you know, having, having to pay dues or what have you, you know, it, it does become a business at some point and we're, we're starting to get to that point. Um, you know, there's a lot of great trails out there. Hobie and AJ McCorder, he does a fantastic yeah. job out there, but you know, if, if you say that Hobie is not about business, then in my opinion, you're wrong because Hobie started that as a business. I'm not saying this in a negative way at all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, very positive thing because they've got a great tournament. AJ's a great guy, but let's face it, it, it's it's all about business. And you know that that goes right down to the sponsorships and the pro staffs. And you know everybody has their opinions about all of this, but um, at the end of the day, it, it's it's about the dollars. Um, that's that's what drives us and and continues to help us grow. And we haven't hit that mark yet. You know, as kayak anglers, we don't we don't bring to the table what you know, the bass boat side does, um, you know, we, we're not selling 80, hundred thousand dollar boats. We're selling, you know, $5,000 boats at max. Um, so there's not a lot of money there in our industry. We have to look at it and realize that, you know, the professionalism needs to start in the kayak community so that those outside entities, those big bait companies, those rod companies look at us and say, Hey, that's, I can get a return on investment from those guys, but I'll be honest with you, you know, I think, and I'm a huge Facebook troller. My wife will tell you that a hundred times. <laughs> uh, I look at our community and I kind of take a step back sometimes. And I'm like, you know, if, if, I'm a, if I'm a manufacturer, if I'm a guy that's going to invest money into something, I don't know that I'm necessarily going to want to invest it in these guys because they're unorganized. They seem unhappy. You know, it's just, it's a constant negative. I think the negatives are outweighing the positives in what we're doing. I think we all need to step back realize that we have an opportunity and and start to embrace it you know and start to realize that yes this is a business yes we do have to have some sort of professionalism to attract these guys from the outside to help us get to that next level Sorry, that's a good point no 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 that's perfect i you hit the nail on the head and i wanted to talk a little bit about that because there is like you said there, it's okay to expect back bass nation to do a better job that it's okay to expect it there's different channels and there's the right way and there's the wrong way now being from a from a standpoint of a podcast we have recorded shows where we point out what we think or what we feel could be better now that's very different from attacking somebody's character on social media right. or just going on a tangent you know with profanities because you're upset at something that that's very different. It It's okay. You know, if you want to, if you're gonna, 
make uh, uh, an observation, a constructive criticism, it would be it would have more weight if you offer also an alternative. You say, I don't like the way the payout structure ours is. Okay, what is the way that you like the payout structure is? You want right. it to be top heavier. You want it to be more inclusive. And there is a way, and then you can, you know, you can go directly to Bass Nation and email them. And sometimes it, it is okay to put it out there in the media, you know, podcasts, um, live shows, it's okay to express your opinion, but doing it in a matter that respect, you know, and now in the way it comes out like a whiny little baby on a, you know, throwing a tantrum because you're not getting your favorite toy. You know, there's different ways to approach sure. this. And, and going back to what you said, you know, AJ has said, has set the bar high, you know, we've gotten, we gotten so used to how AJ's running the Hobie BOS. And to me, my opinion, it's not flawless, but it's the closest tournament we have that has been as close to perfect right. as you can think. Um, and there is, yes, there is an um, there it, there is a business, and there's a question is what's the take home, and you know, and, and what are we paying out of pocket to support this organization? Everybody's gonna have their opinion. But yes, we you know, you know. Thank God for AJ and the work he's doing. Um, right. But at the same time, we, you know, we're getting we're getting very pampered by what they're doing, and maybe we have to realize not everybody's going to run it that way, you know. Right. And you right. know, and you know, be thankful that that Hobie and AJ are running it the way they are. If that's what you like, and if you know, a lot of anglers, especially tournament anglers, would agree that's one of the best ways. But. Right. Again, it's it's a point of especially when it comes to tournament directors. I'm sure you're gonna appreciate this. You know, if you're gonna address an issue with your tournament director, go one on one first. You know, and offer your criticism and offer your alternative solution to what you think it should be run, and do it in a manner that's respectful before going on a tandem on social media. That's I think that's the best way to go about it. I would agree. You know, and I, I think. You know, the amount of time and effort that these tournament directors are putting in are actually just volunteering for the most part because, you know, none yeah. of us are, are getting paid to, to do what we do. Um, unless you're on the national level, then maybe. But even then, it's still, you know, it's still more of a passion than it is, you know, return on, on your investment of time. Um, so, yeah, I think, you know, it, the huge respect would be to reach out to that, that tournament director because at the end of the day, I, I've never met a tournament director that wanted to disappoint any of its anglers. Yeah. Um, you know, I think anything that we've seen on social media was done intentionally by any means. But sometimes it can be misconstrued by the way, like you said, the way it's thrown out there. You know, it's just shotgun blasted out there. There's no, you know, there's only one side to that story and, and it could be reflected badly on that tournament director and it didn't need to it didn't need to be. And that that's yeah. kind of what I'd like to see more of us as a community get better at. And, you know, you nailed it. I, I don't know of any, any tournament director that I've ever talked to that, that isn't approachable, that can't be contacted. And, and those discussions can happen offline rather than, you know, a blast on social media. Uh, Cause I think that's the one thing that, you know, again, being that business person looking from looking outside in, you know, seeing those types of things, just, it puts a negative on, on our community as a whole. And I, you know, I think we can, 
we can definitely get better. I'm all about free speech. I'm, you know, I, I love, uh, mm -hmm. you know, talking about that. It kind of makes me think of kayak bass nation. I, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I do get, <laughs> I do get stuck sometimes. Uh, but again, you know, there, there are certain things that I think, uh, you know, get misconstrued and, and, and out of hand, but Hey, you know, yeah. more power to you. You know what you're getting into if you're walking into the nation. So you yeah, know, you, should, you shouldn't be uh, offended if you do get offended there. Uh, you know, they've done a great job and you know, I think they're a yeah. huge influencer. Um, so, you know, even those guys, I, they seem very approachable and uh, honestly, they, they help our sport in, in certain aspects yeah. for us to look at and realize, Hey, you know, this may be a problem somewhere else and it hasn't been in mine. Uh, maybe I should look into doing that. Um, but again, you know, I think at the end of the day, you nailed it, you know, just reach out to your tournament director. If you got an issue with, with something that happened in your local trail and, or even your national trail and just have that discussion before blasting it out there. Definitely. So you're also involved, Freddie, and more importantly, and I really wanted to bring you on the show to talk about this. You're also involved in youth tournaments, high school and college level. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. Tell uh, us a little bit about that. Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. So, um, the high school level, we, uh, m my wife and I and, and David, um, who's the owner of Coyote Outfitters here in Athens, um, we, we started the uh, Georgia High School Kayak Fishing Association. Um, we affiliated with uh, what was then Student Angler FLW and has now become uh, Student Angler MLF. Um, we've affiliated with them to uh, provide opportunities for our anglers to uh, fish the high school world championships and the uh, high school national championships. Um, they hold that they host those once a year. Uh, it's a huge opportunity for our kids to, uh, to go and fish for uh, a large sum of um, scholarship money. Um, it gets them in front of um, colleges uh, that are recruiting uh, for their bass team. So huge opportunities at the end of the year during the summer, every year with uh, student angler. Um, we started uh, last year was our first year. Uh, we sent um, a team to uh, La Crosse, Wisconsin, uh, which I'd, I'd love to, to give a shout out to uh, Kale Henderson and Will Holloway. They were our first team. Uh, they went out there and fished against 312 boats and finished uh, 72nd, I believe. So, you know, not a, not a bad uh, finish for two guys that uh, they didn't fish any in the boat series that year for high school, uh, merely fishing out of kayaks. And then they uh, jumped into a bass boat and went and fished a river that they knew nothing about so they did very well um out there and and we knew we knew they would um that's you know pretty interesting and i'll, I'll just talk i'd like to talk about that later just the the differences in, yeah. in both kayaks but um so we sent them there last year um we went into our second season this year 
Um, and mind you, we did that all through COVID, um, which was uh, really interesting for us because being our first year, you know, safety is in the forefront of everything we do with the high school kids. Um, you know, when we first started the high school program, we had a ton of volunteers that were basically their coaches. So we'd have volunteers that would show up to the tournaments and they would go out and, and keep an eye on our kids while they were out there fishing in their spots. Well, when COVID hit, that kind of changed the dynamic. Um, we were going to just, you know, kind of put the put the season on pause. Um, but rather than that, we we listened to our parents and anglers. They wanted to continue on. They realized that the kayak fishing could be done virtually. And that's what we did. You know, we went to virtual captain's meetings and we changed uh, the format for our coaches to kind of it, it parlayed into basically parents taking their kids out, um, which has been you know amazing to see. Uh, th these parents getting the opportunity to, to be in a competitive setting with their kids and just watching them smile as they come off the water and, and having a great day, whether they caught fish or not, is, you know, very, uh, very satisfying to, to the whole team. My wife and I, you know, we enjoy watching you know, those relationships kind of get that opportunity to bud where they may not otherwise, you know, have that opportunity to just get that one-on-one -on -one time. Um, so we did that and, um, we, we finished out the season. Like I said, we sent uh, Kale Henderson and Will Holloway out to uh, Wisconsin. This year changed a little bit, and we realized that, you know, the dynamic was changing, so we allowed the parents to continue to fish with their with their anglers as long as the anglers handle the fish. You know, there's a rule set uh, put in place there. Uh, they're there mainly to uh, to keep an eye on our, on our anglers as they're out there on the water. Um, but this year we sent um, Kale Henderson, won the uh, spot again this year. But uh, this year was a little different. He had a different partner, which was his younger brother, uh, who I believe is in eighth grade. Um, and they both went out to um, Hartwell and fished in the national championship this year and did very well. I, I don't I haven't had an opportunity to find out where they finished place wise. But, you know, they went out there and, and fished well, caught limits every day and, uh, you know, stuck stuck in there until the final round. I think they were knocked out there at the final round. But uh, it was still exciting to, to keep tabs on them. That's pretty cool. And congratulations to, you know, the those young gentlemen that are doing uh, putting, you know, Georgia on the map when it comes to, you know, youth tournament. It's interesting because you mentioned something about um, them fishing kayaks, um, you know, locally. And then when it goes to the other tournaments, they have to switch to a boat. So in my opinion, I know we talked about this. Um, kayak anglers, to me, have an advantage. And I'll let you... Before I, I give you my two cents, let me hear your. What's your two cents on what do you think kayak anglers are better than boat? Or not necessarily better, but a kayak angler is going to make you a better boat angler. Let's just put right. it that way. Yeah, I had a, I had the opportunity. This is the second time this week I've been asked that question. I uh, spoke to uh, a, a bass coach for uh, one of the college teams in Tennessee this earlier this week, and he asked me the same question. And, you know, to me, it is, you know – Obviously, it's the limitation in, in, in space. You know, where, where, where you pick as a kayak angler is pretty much what you have to work. And, you know, the question was posed to me of, of, you know, what I thought an advantage on a kayak would be versus a boater. And I said, well, I can, I can assure you, or I feel confident, and maybe my bias, but whatever. I, I feel like we can take kayak anglers and put them in a boat and, and they will be successful. Um, my reasoning for that is that the, you know, successful kayak anglers are able to 
really understand the area that they choose um, for that given day. And they will pick that, that area apart. They will find different path, you know, different, different ways of enticing those fish in that, in that particular area that, you know, that reach that they can get with either a paddle pedal or yeah, trolling motor, you know, so to me, to be able to hone your skills and, and do the best that you can do within a confined area versus that ability to run and gun, you know, I, I think that's what gives kayak anglers the advantage. And, you know, it's funny, we were talking about the national championship for bass earlier. And I think they, t a lot of uh, professional bass anglers took note uh, with what yeah. Mark and the guys were doing out there. I mean, they were, I think they were floored when, when they saw it. And we couldn't have asked for a better opportunity to really showcase, you know, the best of the best, in my opinion. And that's, that's something that, that Bass has, has done very well. Um, you know, if anything that I would say was a success for them this year, it was that tournament. Um, it was, you know, they were, they were put on a stage to, to do well and show out. And, you know, I think they exceeded everybody's expectations. So that's the differences in, in what I feel. I think, you know, boat anglers are, are just as savvy and, you know, there's there's a different mindset that you have to have coming from a boat um, in order to be successful. Um, but I, I ultimately think, in my opinion, if I was asked who I would take, whether I would take a, you know, odds on a kayak angler or a boat angler, I would definitely put my odds on a kayak. Yeah, and it's a, something that's not mentioned enough. A true kayak angler, and I'm not saying that I am at that level. But because I think that's one of the things that I still have to improve in my game. But it's not just learning to pick out the spot. It's choosing a spot. Because, again, when you're on a boat, you're like, you look overall at the lake and you decide, okay, I'll start here, I'll start here. And if it doesn't work, I'll move here. A kayak angler is going to really have to study. It's really a great kayak angler. That's what separates some of the elites with the, you know, the rest of the kayak um Uh, fishing community as far as the tournament scene goes is they have to spend a lot of time breaking down a lake and dividing them into quarters or depending how big the lake is and decide okay i've studied the lake i've looked at the maps i use the technology that's available to me i've read the blogs i read the histories on the lake on it and that's and that's the other thing it's Add to that that the fact that one spot of the lake is going to be great at one time of the year, but it's going to be not so great at another time of the year. So right. a kayak angler, if it's really want to be successful, he really has to put a lot of lot of work researching where he's going to fish. So a lot of the, the you know the most important work is before the tournament starts. Because, again, you don't have a boat. You can't just say, well, I'll hit this point, I hit this point, I hit this point. No, it's I'm not going to have time from this point to that point. So which point do I think is going to work better? And there's a lot of research. Let's look at history, where people have catching them, you know, water temperatures. You know, there's a bunch of stuff that a kayak angler has to study. And, again, we're talking about the elites. You know, we're comparing the right. elite kayak anglers with the elite bass boat anglers. In my opinion, you know, because of the work they have to do research, it makes them a better angler. They don't have that. We've mentioned it before. They can't move, you know, 20, 40 miles per hour to get to the other side of the lake and fish their spot. I, I To me, it's funny because when I was I was at the um, at the Bassmaster Classic, at, you know, where, where they were holding um, holding the 
you know, the finals as not the late, but just the expo, you know, where they're showing, you know, the finals, everybody coming and, you know, showing off their fish and you can see them, they get to the boat, they drive up, you know, with the trailer, get to that, to the live wheel, lift the bass and they're, you know, lifting it like, yeah, like the championship belt for WWF. Right. And I'm thinking that's the best at two or three pounder, man. It's <laughs> like, if I do that, <laughs> On a kayak tournament, I am going to be shamed of like, <laughs> if I am going out there lifting my bass and yelling, I better have at least an eight pounder on my hand. <laughs> if I'm doing that with a two pounder, it'll be like, what the heck are you doing, man? <laughs> it's like, so it was funny to me when I see the guys drive up, it's like, I, you could not do that on a kayak fishing tournament. You'd be scorned if you're showing off a two pound bass and you think you caught something special. So it's funny. But anyway, so going um, back to the youth tournament, what what are the benefits for parents that are listening to this show or kids that are listening to this podcast? What are the benefits of them trying to get their school enrolled in this? What's in it for them as far as, you know, other than having a great time? <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, how can they get their school involved in it? Um, those are two really good questions. You know, the first one, uh, you know, what, what can they get out of it? Um, you know, I, as I'd mentioned a little earlier, I was on the phone with, a one of the, uh, college bass fishing team uh, coaches earlier this week. And, you know, they are, they are taking note. Um, and I think here in the next few years, we'll, we'll start to see that evolution going into, uh, colleges. As a matter of fact, we'll probably see it as early as this year, um, where some of the universities that uh, are very serious in the bass fishing world um, are, are going to start hiring coaches for the kayak side. Um, you know, it was a very interesting conversation that I had this week. And, you know, it's one that I'm hoping to, uh, to kind of build on to provide those opportunities, because one of the reasons we started uh, what we did was to, to provide that opportunity you know, in whatever means was possible. And right now, currently, you know, it's it's giving them an opportunity to fish our kayak trail and then flipping to a boat uh, to go fish the national championship with the uh, Student Angler Federation to to buy and fish for, you know, the, the millions of dollars that they have every year uh, of um, scholarship money. So, you know, that's that's one of the things that we, you know, we like to let our, our, bass team, our high school bass teams know is that there's that opportunity for, you know, scholarship money if, if someone's willing to put in the time and the effort to become, you know, a very solid uh, you know, competitive angler, uh, those opportunities are there. Um, but I, I see it on the horizon, you know, and it's 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 close. It's closing on us very quickly. We'll, we'll start seeing opportunities for these kids to start getting scholarships for these uh, major bass fishing schools, uh, colleges uh, and universities, uh, the opportunity to get scholarships from their from those teams as well. So. You know, to, to be right now looking outside in, you know, the opportunities are definitely going to be there for, you know, the lower classmen. Uh, you know, I can't say immediately for, you know, seniors and juniors right now, but definitely sophomores, freshmen and below um, can, can look for those opportunities to come up whenever they, uh, they get ready to graduate from high school. So those are things that we're working on as well. Um, you know, our association is, is willing and, and able to, to kind of help the progression of the college level and the college series, um, you know, we hope to be very involved in that and, and help, you know, really grow that from, from a grassroots level. Um, but it, it takes people, uh, you know, one of the biggest challenges that, 
I, you know, my wife and I talk about all the time with David is that, you know, it's getting the word out. How do we get, you know, how do we, we let people know that we're out there? Um, you know, it, it's, it's an easy sell when we finally do get in front of the coaches and the, and the schools. Um, it's just, we, we've had, and we've struggled with, with getting the, uh, getting our name out there and, and under, you know, getting people to understand what opportunities we, we can provide uh, their, their anglers if they're willing to fish out of a kayak. And I hope this podcast helps in spreading the word, man. It would be honored just to be part of it and help you guys out. Because I know you're doing, you know, you're doing a lot of work that is very gratifying, but it's also, you know, very sacrificing. And right. and I'm sure you take the you take the gratifying aspect of it in way over the you know the sacrifices that you make. Right. So again, huge shout out to what you're doing. And, and your wife, like you mentioned, is who's also involved with this and the kids that are taking part of it. Where can people reach out to get more information? Um, you know, we hope to get better on our social media. Um, you know, that's one thing that as we built, we've just really trying to find uh, people to, to help out with that. Because that's, you know, one of those things is, you know, with social media, it's, it's about the, you know, keeping it consistent and, and getting it out there on a consistent basis for people to read and understand. And that's something that we've we've lacked in the last two years, but we're hoping to, you know, find volunteers to help us keep that on the forefront of everybody. But the best place to find me, you know, if anyone, I, you know, I, the the reach of your of your podcast is large. So it, any state, if you're interested in starting anything within your state, um, you know, best thing to do would be uh, if you want help or want my help or suggestions, I'm more than happy to help. Um, I can be reached at our um, our Facebook page, which is Georgia High School Kayak Fishing Association. Drop me a message there. Um, you know, I'll, I'll definitely throw out my telephone number and feel free to call me or, or message me. And if you have any questions or want to get more information on how to get started, because I don't feel like there's anything that, that limits anyone in any state at this point uh, that might want to volunteer to get something going for these kids, um, especially knowing that, you know, on the horizon we have, opportunities coming out of the college level uh to be able to start something even as, as small as a local you know thursday night saturday trail whatever you know it, it i think as long as you give them that opportunity and that platform to compete you know at any level uh is, is something better than than not having it at all so. awesome so there you go, guys. If you're interested, um, parents, kids that, are, that might be listening to a podcast, there's your chance to, um, you know, reach out and see if we, you can be part of this. And again, we we hope to grow this board in a way that, you know, it's organic and we usher in the next generation of kayak anglers uh, and take the sport, you know, we to a higher level. You know, we don't want it to get stuck where we are. We want it to keep growing, continue, and generations after that, they can enjoy and see how big we can get with this. So, again, huge shout-out, Freddie, to you and your wife, your family, for doing what you are doing. And hopefully it will keep growing and uh, more kids can take advantage of this. It's great opportunity when you, as a parent, are able to, you know, spend quality time with your kids, have them on a healthy environment, healthy, healthy sports out there in nature, and also – you know, a good opportunity to solidify his education and uh, at least from a financial point of view. So great job. Thanks. So Freddie, I, you know, like I, like we were mentioning, <laughs> I, 
we started talking, thinking we're recording, and that was my bad. But I wanted to ask you real quick without keeping you too long. Um, the difference between uh, fishing in Texas and fishing in Georgia, because we think as, you know, Texas, big bass capital of the United States, we often forget a guy by the name of George Perry in, I think, 1932 caught the biggest bass to date in the United States. I think it was something like 22 pounds on Lake Montgomery. So, I mean, there's huge bass to be found in Georgia. Am I right? Or is it, how does it compare to Texas? I, you know, I, I think there's those opportunities, whether or not I've, I've found those waters um, at this date, I, I definitely say I have not. Um, but, you know, the one interesting thing to me is, you know, it's, it's been fishing in Texas, you know, 19 inches, 20 inches, you, you you can find the waters and find those fish, um, you know, relative. I don't mean to undermine it and say that it's easy, but uh, having fished in Georgia here in the last three years, it definitely, I can definitely say for me, it's easier. Um, you know, that's where I, my hats will go off to uh, to all these anglers here on the East Coast. You know, there's so much diversity in, in the waters and, you know, just the, the bottoms are different. Um, the cover is different. It's any given section of the state you know you can be thrown a, a curveball and have to really adjust so for that matter you know I, I would say that the difficult it's it doesn't surprise me that we have so many great anglers come from the east coast um and i'm not taking away from texas um yeah i think we've got you know texas has some great anglers there as well yeah. um but i think as far as you know what what it takes to to catch big fish in texas versus georgia um, hands down, I'd, I'd, I'd like my odds in Texas versus Georgia. Yeah. Um, you know, Georgia is very, uh, it's, it's a very huge outdoor state as Texas is as well. Um, but I think it takes it just a little bit above, um, where you've got a lot of, a lot of pressure, um, in tournaments and, and recreational fishing that makes it very difficult to kind of cultivate what we see or what I've seen in Texas. So it's not surprising to me, um, that the fish aren't you know, an abundance of, of large here. Um, but you know, you still can, you can find those waters that, that are very good and, uh, you get some big ones. Cause I've, I've, you know, I'm a huge, uh, Facebook troller and I've seen some guys here in Texas <laughs> got some pretty good size ones that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's, uh, yeah, Texas, you know, it's the coin phrase, uh, um, it's always bigger in Texas does apply to bass fishing. <laughs> it, I know, tell you that. Does. You know, I'm not trying to be biased, but you know, in my opinion, it does. Especially living in Austin, man. You know, I miss yeah. going out to Lake Austin, and you know, I, I knew if, if I was doing it right, I was easily going to pull in. The, you know, I could I could pull in a 19 incher on any given day, and I'm not trying to yeah. talk. You know, I, that doesn't make no. Me it crazy. is. It just makes yeah. me, you know, an opportunist who who takes advantage of a great fishery. So. No, it is. I was, I, for the Save JT tournament, Tourney X, I was fishing my way out. It got hot and the water temperatures at that creek was like, I think it was 89 degrees. So I was like, I'm just going to fish my way, way out. Um, and I'm going to start throwing a jackhammer just because not that I think it was going to work. I was thinking, I just want something, you know, I can make multiple, you know, multiple quick casts while I'm, you know, paddling back to the boat ramp. And I figured, it's probably not going to work. It's probably it's it's this is not the bait for this conditions. But 
if I can hit one in the nose, you know, maybe I'll be lucky. If I get multiple tasks and I just pinpoint my cast where I think there might be a bass, you know, I may just hit one in the nose and boom, there it is, you know. But I wasn't expecting because I figured this is not this is not what I would do if I was actually on a live tournament. It was just, just I'm pushing my way out. Let's do it. And sure enough, I hit one right in the nose, 21 incher. Oh, now I did throw it right in the spot where I wanted to. I, you know, my, my, my I wasn't a lucky cast. Um, and I figured there should be a bass in that spot, but it was one of those things where it's like, you know, I wasn't really like honing in on one specific skill. I was just, you know, getting my way out and I figured, well, might as well keep casting while I'm, while am I leaving to the boat ramp? And, you know, and you catch a 21 inch. It's, it's true. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, at best, a mediocre kayak angler. I'll tell you that right now. And maybe I'm a little better, but I'll just say I think I'm just mediocre. <laughs> and I still constantly think I can get, you know, 18, 19, an occasional 20-incher. So if I can do it, anybody can do it in Texas, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, good. I'm glad I'm not the only one because I've said it on several podcasts and I'm thinking, well, maybe people are thinking I'm crazy. But, yeah, it's, it's been yeah, a challenge. And- so, I have to ask these guys because you know they they yeah. will go out and put some numbers up in any given day, and, and you know for a lot of these tournaments, it, it's just a huge. It doesn't matter where we're at, Reservoir Lake, here in Georgia. You know, there's just so, so much tournament activity in John boats and bass boats and kayaks. So, you know, for them to pull the numbers that they do, my hats definitely go off to them. I'm no. like, man, you you must have a sweet spot, or you've done a ton yeah. of research to know what you're doing, and. You know, again, it's it's all about the work that they put in to begin with and go out there and be successful on any given Saturday. Yep. Look at McElroy. Came up second in the Na- Bass Cack Nation um, series, the national championship, 208 on two days, <laughs> and he came up second. Right. Jody Quinn on the KBF trail on Saturday, uh, it was in April, came up second and he had 109 inches and he came up second to Guillermo Gonzalez who had 110 so it's Texas it's like you know what can we say a hundred inches here will get you at best third place of most tournaments (laughs) that's funny yeah well pretty uh like I said between the time we 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 were recording without hitting the record button and the time we've been talking I've had you more than an hour so I really appreciate you I'm taking the time to come up to the show and, uh, you know, spread the words on Bass Nation in Georgia and on, more importantly, the youth tournaments, both in high school and college. Hopefully we'll get the word out and get some more schools involved with this. Scholarships will be a bit better and the sports will keep growing and ushering a new generation. Before I let you go, Freddie, I wanted to give you a chance uh, to thank anybody you want to thank, any companies that sponsor what you're doing, anybody else that you might want to thank. Um, yeah, you know, I'd like to uh, to thank Westbrook Supply out of Atlanta uh, for being a huge supporter of the high school side of things, as well as um, Coyote Outfitters in Athens. Uh, they've been they've been wonderful in, in helping us with prize packs and you know taking care of the kids as far as handing them discounts for uh, being a high school angler and going in and purchasing kayaks, um, as well as Big Bear Fishing Rods um, that you know Rob over there has been supportive of everything we've done and you know i can't can't thank him enough for for what he does for us um you know i'd also like to give a huge shout out to uh to our bass nation uh sponsors because without them and you know a lot of a lot of things aren't possible and especially Mm -hmm. this uh this uh, shop that i'm about to 
to mention uh, dugout bait and tackle out of Marietta. Uh, Jamie Cosa yeah. and his team are phenomenal. I mean, the, the guy just – he. <laughs> I, I can't thank him enough for what he's done for our sport. Um, he, he's just a, a man who's, who's very um, – he's an honorable guy, and he, he just wants to give back to the community, and he does so in, in huge volume. Um, I can't thank him enough. Um, and also uh, Shane Coulter out of um, Automotion Customs um, here in Georgia. They've, they've been a huge supporter for Bass Nation as well. And, you know, again, without these guys, we, you know, we, we – can't do what we do on the tournament director side. Um, Fishhead um, is another sponsor that I'd like to definitely throw a shout out to. They've, they've really stepped up on the high school side um, and, and helped us with prizes uh, for every tournament. So it's been wonderful to have them on board. Um, I know I'm forgetting some, but those are the ones that really, you know, I truly appreciate and admire and what they do for our sport. So, um, you know, hit them up and support them and what they do because, you know, they are smaller shops and, uh, you know, every, every, every bit helps. So, um, you know, like them on Facebook and follow them. They're doing great things. Definitely. So thanks to all of them for supporting you and the great things that you are doing. So, Freddie, thank you so much again for joining us. If uh, For those out there listening, if you made it this far, we appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you to Douglas Rods, my sponsor. Go check them out, douglasoutdoors.com. Uh, check out their full lineup. Find your nearest dealer or online dealer. So, again, thanks you to Freddie. If you're going to be out there on the water, guys, please wear your PFD. Stay safe. Make sure you make it back to your home, fam to your family. Have a great day, everyone. This segment is brought to you by Jigmasters. Step up your game with high-quality performance jigs, spinner baits, buzz baits, and more from Jigmasters.com. And always, when in doubt, get the jig out. Yak Gadget, made in America, based outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Yak Gadget offers all kinds of storage accessories, quick mount motor mounts, anchor systems, track mounted accessories, even paddles. Go to yakgadget.com and get your kayak decked out for your next trip out on the water. The 153 Bay Company, based in Troy, Ohio, make everything from plastics to custom painted hard baits. Hook them hard and hook them off. All of our baits are made to order and all of our hard baits are hand painted to order. So go to the153anglers.com to place your order today. Thanks for tuning in to another killer episode on Paddle and Fin. Don't forget to go check out our website at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin.com. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel at Paddle and Fin. If you got a question, comment, want to hear from a future guest on a future episode, feel free to email us at Paddle, the letter N, and Fin at gmail.com. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Paddle and Fin on Facebook and Instagram. Shout out to our show supporters, Angler, the Angler Button, and app just makes for a better time on the water and creates a virtual logbook for every fishing outing out on the water. Shout out to Rocktown Adventures, located in Northern Illinois, for all your kayaking, camping, and hiking needs. Shout out to Jigmasters Jigs. When in doubt, get the jig out. Go to jigmasters.com. In Wild Country, rules were not created by man. Don't miss Wild Country, Wednesdays from 7 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Presented by Primos. Speak the language. Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.
Every once in a while, it's fun to go with like just full-blown redneck on these fish. This is like high-tech cane pole fishing right here. From the white sandy beaches to the crystal blue waters, enjoy the best fishing Panama City Beach has to offer during Chase in the Sun, Sundays at 9.30 a.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment.